Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Hi, Marianne. Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. Hey, Betty. Thanks so much for having me today. Today, I am joined by Marianne Kufone, who works with Recirculating Farms. And Marianne, can you tell me a little bit about your organization, what you do there, who you all serve? Sure. Yeah, we are a 501c3 nonprofit, and we're a collaborative of farmers, educators, and activists who are working toward building an equitable food system. Um, And so we run ecologically and eco-efficient programs that grow local affordable food, and we use both modern and historic practices to do that. And so some of the things we do are hydroponics, aquaculture, raising fish on land in tanks, and aquaponics, raising both plants and fish together in a symbiotic system. And a lot of the work we do is specifically in lower income, low food resourced communities in Louisiana. So tell me a little bit about your project that you received the grant money for, um, especially like why was it needed or necessary at this time? So here, especially in New Orleans, food, food is a big thing. And people come from all over the world to enjoy the food in New Orleans. But the residents here have a very different experience with food, particularly in lower income neighborhoods. It's more affordable and easier to get a bag of chips than it is to buy a piece of fresh fruit. We noticed this was an issue when recirculating farms began we spent some time looking at different cities around the country. And we looked at food access, we looked at income, we looked at the differential between high and lower income areas and sort of made this map. And we layered all of this information on top of each other and came up with a handful of cities that would be ideal places for our organization to participate in creating healthier food systems. And New Orleans was one of those places. And so I I am not from New Orleans. I'm a Florida girl. Um, And so I came to New Orleans. I had a long history here already with friends and fisheries work and met with a bunch of people and talked to them about what a healthy food system felt like to them. And they were very excited about the idea of urban farming and building up local food access. So that's how we ended up in New Orleans. But the reason is because our food system is not equitable here. There are very different experiences based on socioeconomics in access to food. And so that's really what we were trying to address. More farmers equals more local food. And that's how we got involved with the Beginning Farmers and Ranchers program was to bring support and information and training into the greater New Orleans area so people could have food security and food sovereignty through their own farming. I think it sounds great. And when you have local food sources too, you have healthier people as well. Like that's another add to all the work that you're doing. And, you know, it is a real problem in different parts of the country that there just 
there isn't access to good food. So you're doing wonderful work there and, and really important work. Everybody deserves to, to have that access. You already kind of mentioned we do hydroponics and aquaponics, which I know very little about. Is that like the bulk of your program or what do you specifically do with beginning farmers to to provide this training for them and to give them the ability to you know access markets and provide food whether it's for themselves or their family tell me tell me a little bit about that Sure. So we work in partnership with a lot of different local organizations that have come up over the years, and each of them sort of has their own specialties. And so together, we feel like we try to offer a really comprehensive program from the idea of actual, you know, farm planning, getting business permits and licenses, understanding the legal aspects of insurance and going to market, uh, all of those things. And then we also do the actual growing portions. You know, how do I pick seeds? How do I save seeds? How do I plant plants? How do I transplant? How do I make soil? So we do a lot more than just hydroponics and aquaculture and aquaponics, but that's part of the aspect of what we teach. So both production business and legal, you're kind of a a one-stop shop. Am I hearing that right? Yeah, but in cooperation with a lot of others. I mean, we have several groups here in just in New Orleans who focus on supporting growers these days in the policy arena and also in the training arena. And so it's really nice to have such community in being able to grow the growers. (laughs) So we do a lot of fun things and Um, I think the actual programmatic aspects are more successful because we do it in collaboration with the people who are interested in learning these things, but also other people who are learned and experienced in all these other aspects of growing. These programs always go really well when y'all are able to partner together. Like that to me is a sign of program health because we can't do it all by ourselves, right? It would be too hard. And and frankly, we wouldn't hit all of the different aspects that are important for developing farmers into prof- professional farmers. We, we work with everyone from kids to seniors. And, uh, you know, we start at a young age to provide information about gardening and it's fun to be outdoors and learning about your environment. And then we go all the way through people who are done with their careers, perhaps, and are interested in growing as a side gig or, you know, to sell to their friends and family in the community. And so it's been it's been a real adventure learning how to develop this program. Well, anytime you can get the community involved, I think it just increases, multiplies the success of the program because that's what's going to make it last over time. Right. When a lot of you have many people engaged and interested in saying, hey, this is something we need. And it, it just sounds like you've done a really nice job um, in an area where it's really needed. Do you have a story about like a f- specific farmer that you helped that was maybe able to make some changes or start farming as a result of your program? Well, actually, I would kind of like to talk about several growers. I'm going to talk about them sort of just Generally, but the thing that I have seen that's been so cool over the years is people coming who are, you know, maybe interested in growing some food in their backyards and 
And then enjoying that and learning that and coming back and saying, Hey, you know, I'm ready to take the next step. I think I'd like to sell at a farmer's market. You know, what is, what does that entail? And then we provide information and support and connections to different programs like farm service agency or national resource conservation service. And they get equipment and insurance and, you know, learn a little bit more about farming. And then I hear a couple of years later, Hey, you know, I'm going to get my own plot because I want to, I want to get into something bigger. And then I hear a couple of years later that, Hey, you know, I'm moving, I'm moving out to Mississippi because I can actually get a couple of acres there and, and have a farm. And, and I have had this story multiple times now over the years where people started as just a backyard gardener, not just, but, you know, started as a backyard gardener and, took it to the next level and took it to the next level and now are actually growing food for communities and and selling it professionally which is really exciting you know we need we need more farmers because we want we want more fresh food absolutely i mean it's it's good for society as a whole right when we have healthier people like our bodies are healthier our minds are healthier it's yeah it's a win the whole way around and i imagine when you have people moving out of new orleans to mississippi like they're still able i mean depending on where they move in mississippi they're still able to provide fresh food to new orleans we're we're a whole big food shed here i mean really when we talk about local food we talk about you know louisiana alabama Mississippi, even Arkansas, because we're all kind of in this same, you know, Gulf South food shed, right? I'm, I'm backtracking a little bit here. You mentioned that you y'all um, train farmers through these different partnerships. Do you guys have like plots of land within New Orleans or do you have people like doing it in pots on their apartments? Like, how does that work? I'm just a little yeah. curious. <laughs> Yes, we do all of those things. So we have several spaces of our own as the organization. We've got raised bed, in-ground bed, aquaponics, and then our partners also have several farm spaces, both in the city of New Orleans and then slightly outside the city which is still in Orleans Parish. And so we do have have multiple spaces where we can have classes. And then we also help people get their own spaces if they're interested in leasing land or purchasing land. But we we run the spectrum of people who grow in pots on porches, in on windowsills, in community gardens, in their own spaces. And it's just lovely. It's amazing to see the interest and commitment to having access to healthy, fresh food in the city. That's awesome. So if you want to grow it, recirculating farms will help you. That's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. Very cool. So I wanted to talk briefly about our our veterans. Um, And this is kind of a fun story. So when we started the Beginning Farmers and Ranchers program, one of the things we noticed is some of the people who were joining us were veterans. And they were interested in food for themselves and their families, but also as a second career, because they were interested in the creativity aspect of urban farming. And it poses lots of challenges, right? Because we're in small spaces, we're in sometimes awkward spaces, and they like the idea of creating a food growing system that required some creativity and building and thought. And, uh, and so we have had multiple veterans join us through BFRD, and that has grown into an AgVets program. Oh, and wow. Way to go. So exciting. And we work directly with the local VA 
And we teach classes now on site at a garden that we created specifically at the VA. And the veterans go several times a week and we teach classes and they have a, th- a thriving food program now at the VA. That's really amazing. I'm I'm impressed at all the work that, that you're getting done. I know you shared there's partnerships, but it's a lot. Yeah, we enjoy what we do and we're so grateful for all of our partners and the relationships we have in this in and out of the city that supports healthy food and healthy people. And so we're super grateful for the Beginning Farmers and Ranchers program because it it is what's what started all of this for us and for our community. That's awesome. And you can hear the enthusiasm in your voice for the work that you're doing and the excitement about the the different ways that you've been able to have an impact on your communities. So if I'm a beginning farmer, I'm somebody that wants to start growing my own fresh, healthy food. How do I engage with your program? Well, you can get in touch with us a bunch of ways. Of course, we have a website, recirculatingfarms.org. We also have a pretty active Facebook page and Instagram, which is at Recirc Farms. And you can always just email me directly. It's media, M-E-D-I-A, at recirculatingfarms.org. Very good. So what do you think is going to be next for your program? Well, we are currently working to collaborate more with some of the food groups locally and a a bunch of us collectively just got a regional food systems grant, uh, which is super exciting because we are coordinating with farmers markets and local food businesses, other farms, policy advocacy organizations, and really trying to establish a cooperative relationship among all the food system players in the greater New Orleans area. And I think that's really important for farmers to have support and to feel linked in to to everything from themselves growing, but to also the marketing aspect and the policy aspect that supports the work that they do in the field. Well, nice work. And that's a, a USDA grant. Is that it's an is it a new newer one that they've started maybe? It's an AMS grant. I AMS think. grant. Okay. Yes. USDA AMS Agricultural Marketing Service. Awesome. Well, nice work. Thank you again for, for joining us today. And the website is recirculatingfarms.org. Thanks, Marianne. Thanks, Betty. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers podcast. This episode was hosted by Betty Burning, produced by Curtis Monken and Jeff Reisdorfer. Listen and subscribe to the Farm Answers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. Tell your smart device to play the Farm Answers podcast. To learn more about this USDA NIFA BFRDP project and other projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture, and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota. 